Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Divisional Round edition of the Bacon Bets podcast. Oh, baby. Gambler, the gambling god, is a cruel and mysterious monster. After betting on all 272 NFL games this year, as you know, I finished around 12 units, and I almost made all of it back in one weekend betting on the playoffs. (laughs) I went 18 weeks betting like shit, only getting... I think I only got I only got double digits double digit wins I think one week, and then six games in the wild card round, one spread bet, one prop bet each. I go eleven and one because of course that's gambling for you. So what a week for those of you who stuck around all the way to the playoffs. Still trusted my picks. Thank you. I'm glad I could win you some money this past week. I seem to always do well. I think someone tweeted it at me. I seem to always do well in the NFL playoffs and in March Madness. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just when it gets down like to the playoffs in like the final few weeks. Um, I don't know if just like teams represent their stats more often, or if I just have I have enough stats that I get a better feel for it, or maybe I just get lucky. Uh, but whatever the case is, uh, just to recap here, uh, 11 and one, my for plus 9.4 units. My only loser the entire week was KJ Osborne, 38 and a half receiving yards, and he dropped a ball late in the game, and that would have got him pretty close. I don't know if he would have got it or not, but uh, it would have been close. So 49ers minus 10 cash. Christian McCaffrey over 113 rushing and receiving yards, easy cash. He hit that with just his rushing yards. Jaguars money line got luck in that one because that was one of the biggest come. Well, it wasn't it the third biggest comeback in postseason history. Uh, Etienne over seven seventy eight point five rushing yards cash. Miami plus ten and a half. I got a shitty line. It's still cash for me. Gabe Davis over forty eight and a half receiving yards cash. Easy at over hundred. Giants plus three cash. They won. Osborne obviously lost. Bengals minus six and a half. Uh, that one hit because I got CLV. Uh, I think it's the only game I got positive CLV on. Uh, and it worked for me. 
So if you tail my picks, like, and you listen to, well, I think even by the time, it, ooh, the Sharks just tied it up with the Stars. Let's fucking go. I got Sharks Stars on in the background. Little uh, Sharks underdog bet for your boy tonight. They're down 3 nothing. just tied it up 3-3. Let's go. This is the hottest, the past two weeks might be the hottest two weeks I've ever had of betting on sports. Uh, if you've just followed my NFL picks and just listened to the podcast and don't follow me on Twitter, um, I've won like 15 units on the NHL in like two, in like a week and a half. I'm something like 22, five and one or something. <laughs> uh, life, life is a lot better um, when you're, when you're winning bets. But like I've said, like, like I say, when I lose money and I'm on a cold streak, you just have bad luck. Or bad luck certainly plays a big part of it. Hot streak, good luck uh, plays part of it. Plays a role. I needed good luck for the Jaguars to win this past week. I mean, this game is still tied, so who knows if the Sharks win. But coming back from three nothing, from down 3 nothing as an underdog, as like a plus 140 underdog, I think they were, it's not going to happen all the time. That's getting a little bit of luck, too. But, hey, I'll ride it out. Let's hope we ride it into the divisional round here. Four games. I'm doing the same thing uh, this week. I got four spread bets. I'm staying away from totals because I suck at totals in the NFL. Four spread bets, four player props. Um, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I will say, no matter what stat you look at, and this is this kind of developed about halfway through the NFL season, and it's kind of stayed true. The top four teams, statistically now, I'm not saying they're all going to win. Who knows what's going to happen. But the top four teams are statistically, there's a wide gap between the fourth best team and fifth best team left. It is the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, the 49ers, a pretty significant gap. Um, and then the Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars, and Giants. But more on those games individually here. Uh, let's just jump into it. Usually, I would play a victory song for getting 10 wins. I apologize. Uh, it is now 11.45 p.m. on Wednesday night. <clears throat> i got to get this done and edit it and tossing in a victory song. I just don't have the energy. You know why I don't have the energy? Because I'm 30 years old now. I'm an old fart. I turned 30 on December 27th, and so far this month, my first month of being in my 30s, I decided to do dry January, which is truly a special hell. Haven't had a drink in 2023 yet. Outside of, obviously, like, the hour or two right after the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve. I'm dieting. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm running. I have a 10K race here in a couple weeks. I just got news that I'm accepted into the Brooklyn Half Marathon in May. So I can't stop dieting and exercising and running now. I'm going to run a half marathon in a few months. Sure, it's nice that I'm going to lose a little bit of weight, maybe get back in shape. But I'm exhausted, and I'm cranky. Living a healthy lifestyle sucks. Don't let anyone fool you otherwise. Trying to be healthy sucks. I got to do it. I have to do it at least until May. I got to run it. I I, I, I'm not going to back out. I'm signed up. It cost me 100 bucks to get into it. So I got a half marathon in on May 20th. I got a 10K... In two and a half weeks, I've never even run 10 kilometers before in my life. I ran the longest I've ever run tonight. I ran eight and a half kilometers. I got a 10K race in two and a half weeks. I might, it might kill me. 
So all that to say is I'm too exhausted. It's too late at night. I can't, I'm not going to edit in the victory song. Go YouTube, hooked on a feeling, and listen to it if you won money with me this past week in the NFL. That's our victory song. I'm there with you in spirit as you listen to it. Let's not waste any more time. This is probably going to be a pretty short episode since we only got four games left. But let's dive into it. It is the NFL Divisional Round episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. And it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, I'm of course going to go in chronological order here. So I believe the Saturday afternoon game is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I will take the eight and a half points uh, with the Jaguars here. Uh, the Chiefs are rightful favorites to win this game and probably rightful Super Bowl favorites as well. I did put some money on them at three to one this week. I've decided out of all the teams left, I still think they are the most complete. Uh, but I'm going to take the Jaguars with the points in this spot, though. I think that's where the value is with Jacksonville. I would probably set the Chiefs right at the number of seven-point favorites, so I think we get around a point and a half of value here. The Jaguars' defense has been on fire down the final stretch of the season. is a big reason why I bet on them last week as well over their last three games, keeping teams to only 4.4 yards per play. That's the third best mark in the NFL over their last three games. And the Chiefs do have some red flags, and I've talked about these red flags in the past, and these red flags pre- prevent them from winning uh, with margin. And you look at... Uh, I'm going to see if I can try to find the stat I should have added up earlier, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' record... Um, when the spread is seven or more is not good because people look at the team and the public perception is, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. They can score at will. They're much better than any other team. They'll just crush teams. Um, but it hasn't necessarily been the case. I'm still trying to find this story. But it's when the spread's over seven points, uh, they struggle to close... They struggle to win with margin. The big reason why is because uh, the red zone defense, one of the worst red zone defenses in the NFL, in fact, second last in the NFL in red zone defense. They let opposing teams score touchdown on 67.27% of the red zone trips against them. That was a big issue they had last year as well. It's tough to win at times. It's tough to win in general, let alone win in margin when you aren't able to hold teams to field goals when they get down close to the goal line. If they keep scoring touchdowns at the very least, uh, they're generally going to keep the games close. Here we go. Here's the stat. Uh, This is tweeted out by John Ewing. Great follow. Um, 11-8 against the spread when the Chiefs are favorites of seven points or more over the last three seasons. So they're covering only 38% of the time when they're seven point favorites more. Now, once again, that's a, a trend uh, and I wouldn't bet solely based on a trend, but it is interesting because I think it does say a lot about their team that yes, they are a very good team. Even their defense in general is good. You just look like a, a pony yards per play, even third down defense, defense is decent, 
but a lot of things have to go your way to if you're going to try to win by more than a touchdown. Another thing you might want to keep uh, an eye on, and it's not really something that a lot of people have mentioned about the Chiefs, um, but their turnovers haven't been great. Let me see if I can bring up turnover margin here. Uh, it's not as bad as the Bills. It's not as bad as some other teams. But if there's going to be a big upset or at least a big underdog that's going to keep things close, two things would be keys in that happening. Number one is the underdog scores a touchdown whenever they get down to the red zone. Um, and the other thing is turnovers. We saw that last week with the Bills. Now, the only reason the Dolphins were in that game and covered that game um, was because the Bills turned it over. One of them returned for a touchdown. That was one of the main reasons why I was on the Dolphins last week. Chiefs are 22nd in the NFL in average turnover margin. Turning the ball, their, their average turnover margin is minus 0.2. Now, that might not seem like a lot, um, but that means in the average game, uh, they're more likely to have a negative turnover di differential than a positive. Hard to win with margin uh, when that's being the case. So will the Chiefs win? Sure. Will they cover an 8.5 point spread? I'm not going to bet on it. I'll take the Jaguars plus 8.5. And, and I'm also going to take, uh, for my favorite prop bet for this game, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes under 315.5 passing yards at minus 115. I mentioned earlier about how hot the Jaguars' defense has been. Specifically, their pass defense has been fantastic. Only allowing 5.3 yards per pass attempt over the last three games. Only 5.9 yards per pass attempt against the Chargers. Last week, Mahomes is averaging 308 passing yards per game this season. 307 passing yards per game in his career. That's about 7 or 8 yards lower than his set total for this game. So I'll take Mahomes under 315 and a half passing yards at minus 115 for my favorite prop bet for that game now we only got four games to talk about so unfortunately we're going to take a quick break and i'll be back for the final three games when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, moving on to the Saturday night game, Eagles-Giants. Now, I tweeted this out. Um, I might go to this game. I've never been to an NFL playoff game. I've only been to one NFL game in general. Philadelphia is close to New York. I could rent a car and drive there in about two hours. Um, I haven't decided yet or not. Uh, pros, it'd be an electric atmosphere. Uh, there's a lot of people in the sports betting community who are going there. Uh, that would be very fun. Cons, 
I'm doing dry January, as I mentioned in the intro. So I'd have to go to a Philadelphia Eagles playoff game, which would be one of the most rowdy crowds I've ever been in, and not drink. Blech. That's lame. <laughs> and no, I can't just take a night off, because if I take one night off dry January and I drink, then I'm going to keep drinking the rest of the month. I'm, a, I'm an all-or-nothing guy. So, uh, And also tickets, I mean, I... It, I think you get nosebleeds for about like 300, but half decent tickets. You're looking at 600, 700, 800 bucks. Do I want to spend that on a game between two teams that I don't cheer for? I don't know. We'll see. It's up in the air, uh, but I'm thinking about it. It'll be, it'll, it's probably going to be a Saturday morning game time decision, whether or not I go. With all that being said, I'm going to take the Eagles minus seven. So if I do go, I will thankfully be on the Eagles side and not get beat up by the crazy Eagles fans there. Um, they are at my, or I got them at minus seven. I believe they're at minus seven and a half. Now let me double check that. Um, but I think the Eagles are much better. Yeah. Seven and a half pretty much everywhere. Ooh. And even seen a minus eight on the board. Uh, but everywhere else minus seven and a half. Um, pro line has it a minus nine and a half. Uh, that's Canadian for you. Um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I think the top four teams are by far better than the bottom four teams, and the Giants are the worst of the worst. Shout out to Giants fans. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to trash talk them too much because I did enough this year, and I th think it's kind of like, come on. We'll see, but I mean, like, Giants fans should be pumped. This was an unbelievable season for them. Brian Dable is a top-tier head coach. You might have him as your head coach. Uh, as hard as it is to find a top-tier quarterback, it's probably just as hard as to find a top-tier head coach, and it looks like you found one in Brian Dable. You should be absolutely pumped for this season. Now, when evaluating the Giants and the Eagles, the Eagles are leagues above the Giants. It's just the way it is. For you to, for you to think that's not the case would be for you to just deny stats, which a lot of people do. A lot of people think stats mean literally nothing. The Giants got hurt, though, bro. Bro, they got hurt. They just know how to win, bro. Bro, 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 bro. Those numbers literally mean nothing, bro. Bro, the only stat that matters is wins, bro. The Eagles are going to run all over them. The Giants can't stop the run. 30th in opponent yards per carry, giving up 5.2 yards per rush. Let's look at net yards per play. Eagles uh, plus 1.1. Giants are minus 0.4 now. Uh, I did bet on the Giants last week, and a big reason why was because of their fourth down defense and red zone defense. Fourth in the NFL and third down defense, seventh in the NFL now in red zone defense. Now the issue is they have to take on an Eagles team whose offense thrives in those areas as well. Eagles fourth in offensive third down conversion rate, third in red zone touchdown scoring rate. So I think... Third downs and red zone trips between the Eagles offense and the Giants defense is going to be the difference maker. Um, and the Giants have their work cut out for them here. I know that's actually why the last game of the season, week 18, they were actually able to keep that game close is because they did succeed in those areas. Uh, we'll see if they're able to do that uh, again this week. I'll say another positive thing for the Giants that should give you Giants fans a little bit more hope. Giants have been better on the road this season. Net yards per play, minus 0.1 on the road, minus 0.7. At home, Daniel Jones has historically always played much better on the road for some reason, which is very bizarre. Uh, but still, these two teams are night and day. Uh, and the Eagles 
have the best defense in the entire NFL. First in opponent yards per play, giving up 4.8 yards per play. First in opponent yards per pass attempt, giving up 5.5 yards per throw. That's 0.3 yards better than the next best team. Uh, and another area that the Eagles or that the Giants are going to struggle in is protecting Daniel Jones. 27th in QB sack percentage. Daniel Jones gets sacked on 8.57% of his dropbacks, and the Eagles have the best QB sack percentage, sacking, sacking the opposing quarterback on 11.818% of their dropbacks. So the only chance the Giants ha have is that the, if they get up to an early lead and can just run the ball and control the clock, which is a big reason why they've won the games that they have. Uh, but if the Eagles get up early, it's over. You might want to look at a live bet. If the Eagles get up 10-0, 14-0, I would take the live line on that because the Giants are not a team that's built to be able to close a large gap and pull off a big upset. Uh, for my prop bet for the game, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts over 50 and a half rushing yards. The Eagles offense, a big portion of what they do well is designed quarterback runs. Um, Jalen Hurts doesn't run as much necessarily when um, the pocket collapses. He does sometimes, of course. But most of his runs are actually designed quarterback runs. That's why Gardner Minshew had a little bit of a tough time because they couldn't, you can't run designed quarterback runs with Gardner Minshew. And his first game against the Giants, Jalen Hurts ran for 77 yards. Um, and he's averaging right around 50 yards per game this season. And the Giants, as I mentioned earlier, have the third worst run defense in the NFL. So I'll take Jalen Hurts over 50 and a half rushing yards uh, for my favorite prop bet for that game. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games, I will take the Bills. I got them, so I actually bet them myself minus three and a half on the very, very opening line. Um, but I, as you know, I track my bets on BetStamp. When the line was first out, it wasn't showing on BetStamp, so I wasn't able to lock it in on BetStamp. So the number I locked in on BetStamp is minus four. That is the line I'm going to go with because um, I want full transparency. I don't want anyone to think I, you know, and making up the fact that I bet minus three and a half. So for record purposes, I got the minus four. Still think that's a great line. Still is a good line because it's all the way up to minus five now. Despite the Bengals winning nine straight games, and I think I alluded to this last week, I actually don't think they're the Super Bowl contenders that a lot of people think they are. Um, offensively, they're averaging 5.4 yards per play this season. That's 14th in the NFL. Defensively, they're allowing opponents to gain an average of 5.4 yards per play. That ranks 17th in the NFL. Those are not the numbers that you would expect from a Super Bowl contender. Let's just, so let's just combine those two stats uh, that I just said. And let's look at net yards per play. I know I talk about it too much. I know it doesn't tell the full story. But it tells enough. Full season, their net yards per play is zero. Last three games, their net yards per play is minus 0.5. Last game against the Baltimore Ravens, who had Tyler Huntley as their quarterback. Their yards per play, net yards per play, was minus 1.2. The Ravens outgained them in yards per play by over a yard. The only reason the Bengals won that game is because Tyler Huntley tried to stretch out of the goal line, and Sam Hubbard returned at 99 yards for a touchdown. That is a 14-point swing, and they won by 7. They're also not good on the road. Plus, uh, their net yards per play this season, plus 0.4 at home, minus 0.4 on the road. 
So the Bengals are not a good team. Now they have an offensive line that's banged up. Lael Collins, Alex Kappa, oh, I think believe Jonah Williams is out as well after last week. So I think the Bills win. This is my favorite bet of the week. Bills minus four. It's up to minus five. I would like it up to... Uh, I, I mean, obviously, if it hits a magic number of seven, I don't like it. But I, I like it at five. It's not going to move any further. If it goes to six, I'd probably still take it at six. I think the Bills win this game handedly. And I think they advance to the AFC Championship. I know the big red flag, which might screw the Bills at some point this season. It almost screwed them last week. It could screw them this this week is turnovers. They gotta fix their turnover issues. Uh, but I can't, there's too many other numbers that support them winning this game handedly, so I'll take the minus four against the Bengals. Or minus five at the current line. My fair prop bet for this game, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. This is one of the reasons why I recorded Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night this week, because I wanted to get another Jamar Chase receptions prop. That was an easy, easy winner last night. Over or last night, last week, over six and a half plus 105 last week. It cashed like two minutes into the second half. Um, how many catches did it, did he end up having? Jamar Chase ended with nine catches, but his receptions prop is not posted anywhere as of recording this on Wednesday night. Can't find it. So if it does come out, I will be pounding the over no matter what the number is. Because over his last five games, he has 15 targets, 13 targets, 11 targets, 13 targets, 12 targets. They just throw to the sky all day. But since it's not out yet, I can't give that out on the podcast. So I, I, I guess I'll go 80 over 82 and a half receiving yards. Even though he's only, well, he has surpassed it in two straight games, barely. But even though he's racking up a ton of catches, he's not actually getting a ton of yards. Um, but I want to make a Jamar Chase prop bet because they throw to this ball, this guy, the ball to this guy so much it's banana pants. Averaging 87.2 receiving yards per game, so that is about five yards more than his set total. And if the Bengals are down early and early and often, like I think they will be against the Bills, they're just going to have to throw the ball. So I think that lends itself to Jamar Chase going over whatever prop bets you want to do as well. So I'll go Jamar Chase over 82.5 receiving yards. If his reception total gets posted and it's 7.5 or lower, I hope they give me 6.5 over with over being plus money again like last week. 7.5, I'll still pound the over. So there you go. That's it for that game. And then the final game of the weekend, Cowboys 49ers. So when the uh, Cowboys-Buccaneers game finished, um, I, before looking at the line, set the total... Um, for the 49ers-Cowboys game at four and a half. I thought, four, I thought my, in my line, I put 49ers four and a half point favorites. Um, that's what it opened at. It has since moved down to minus three and a half. Uh, I think I did see some minus threes, but now that I'm looking at the odds board, it looks like it's up to actually, it's back up to minus three and a half and actually back up to four at some places. I took them at minus three and a half. If it stayed at four and a half, I was going to bet on the total and I was going to take the over. But with it dropping a point and with me being terrified of betting on totals in the NFL, I'll just take three and a half. So I, th- I think we're getting, by my evaluation, we're getting a point of value here, which is not much, but it's enough. Uh, Cowboys do need to watch out for the fact they're going on the road. I know they just dominated on the road, but their net yards per play does drop from plus 0.7 at home this season down to plus 0.1 on the road. I think they're being a little bit overvalued now by the Sharps 
after this Tampa Bay Buccaneers win, but the Buccaneers sucked. I said it last week. I said the Cowboys were going to win easily. They did. But the 49ers, and this is what it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to Brock Purdy. Can Brock Purdy get it done? He looked very shaky in the first half last week. Got away with a couple of throws that probably could have, should have been interceptions. But then he looked red hot in the second half. So is that enough for him to settle down? Is he going to look shaky again? I feel like people keep waiting for Brock Purdy to fall apart, and it's just not happening. So until it actually happens, I'll keep back in the 49ers, I suppose. Also, I don't really think it's fair. A lot of people are saying that they don't Brock Purdy, like, oh, Brock, Brock Purdy with any other team, he'd suck. Would he? I don't know. He's playing better than Jimmy G ever has in this offense. Certainly playing better than a little bit we saw from Trey Lance, which might not be fair because we didn't see much of him at all. But I think, I don't think it's fair to just say anyone could succeed on this 49ers offense. Maybe that's the case. Time will tell. Or maybe Brock Purdy's good. We'll have to see. So I'm on 49ers minus three and a half, but I am taking a Cowboys player for the prop. I'm going Dak Prescott over 250 and a half passing yards. Just like Brock Purdy doesn't get the respect he deserves, I don't think Dak gets the respect he deserves. I think Dak's a lot better of a quarterback than a lot of people say. A lot of people say Dak sucks. I think people kind of over... This is kind of weird to say, but I think people kind of overvalue interceptions. But for some reason, they don't about Josh Allen. But Dak Prescott went on a stretch there of throwing like an interception in like three straight or seven straight games, and all of a sudden he sucks. I don't think, I don't think Dak Prescott sucks. I think he's actually one of the borderline top ten quarterback in the NFL, which is not great. But I mean, this year he had um, quarterback rating in ninety one point one, not fantastic, but pretty good, and that was actually his worst season that he's had. Since 2017, last year, quarterback rating of 104.2, 99.6, 99.7. Give this guy a little bit of respect. And he showed it last week. He had a fantastic game last week. Um, he surpassed the total of 250 and a half passing yards in five of his last six games. He had a 305-yard performance last week. And I think, that, I think the Cowboys, if they want to win this game or at least be competitive, they do need to rely on Dak Prescott in the passing game because the 49ers have a very good rush defense. Second in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. But they're 11th in opponent yards per pass attempt. And over their last three games, their 49ers secondary has actually been terrible, allowing 8.2 yards per pass attempt. So if I think the 49ers get up, obviously the Cowboys will have to throw more. 250 and a half passing yards, I think, is a disrespectful number for Dak Prescott I'll take over 250 and a half passing yards so there you go those are all my picks I'll go through them again now to recap I got Jaguars plus eight and a half Mahomes under 315 and a half passing yards minus 115 Eagles minus seven Jalen Hurts over 15 and a half rushing yards minus 110 Bills minus four Jamar Chase over 82 and a half receiving yards minus 110 49ers minus three and a half, minus 110, and Dak Prescott over 250 and a half passing yards, minus 110. There you have it. This has been the NFL Divisional Round of the episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We are wrapping things up here. Just a few weeks left of the NFL season. Exciting times. Some would say that this is the best weekend of NFL football of the year as a divisional round. 
I know Matt Verderan, my co-worker, he says his favorite weekend of NFL is divisional round. Last year's, I mean, it's going to be tough to live up for, to last year's divisional round when all four games came down to the last play. But we'll see. Some interesting matchups for sure. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please rate this podcast, review it if you can. That helps us out. Um, gamble or bless. Let's win some bets this week. Uh, thank you all so much. Talk to you next week when I'm back for the championship games. Take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.